Open up your Bibles, if you would, to 2 Timothy chapter 2. And so if you're still learning your way around the Bible, there's an Old Testament and a New Testament. The Old Testament starts with Genesis. The New Testament starts with Matthew and Timothy. 2 Timothy is in the New Testament. And so it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, keep going. 1 and 2 Corinthians, keep going. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, keep going. 1 and 2 Thessalonians, 1 and 2 Timothy. You're like, why would they name a book of the Bible Timothy? Well, because this was a letter that the Apostle Paul was writing to a young minister. He was mentoring him, preparing him. Timothy later on became the pastor at Ephesus, and later on his life was martyred. So he's preparing him, equipping him, and training him. And so we started talking about choices a few weeks ago, the things that we can choose to do regardless of our feelings. We can choose to obey. We talked about that. We can choose to be thankful. We talked about that. Today we're going to talk about choosing to persevere. Choosing to persevere, you know, I mean, in our life, that there are things that we go through, that there are hardships, there are challenges, there are things that we look at and they impact us. And depending on how, not how we feel, but how we respond will determine the impact that those things have on us. You know, if we let our feelings drive us and push us, then at times it, it can sidetrack us. It can get us off course. And we've all had, the, I've had those moments where I've let my feelings dictate how I respond in this moment, in this season. And feelings are never a good compass. They're never a good compass because they change. They're not always based on reality. They're real, but why they're feeling the way they are may not necessarily be real. And even if they are, it doesn't mean that what God is trying to do in me is to impact the way that I feel. And so I know, you know, we, we think about, you know, persevering, not giving up, not quitting, not, you know, to endure those things. And so in our life, you know, that there's, that you know, there are things that get us off track, and, and all of us we have all of us have something that we want to see take place in our life, or we have a pain that we've experienced that we're running from, and so and so we haven't reengaged because we experience that pain. It's like I'm not doing that again, and and, and we miss out. It, it costs us. You know, I, I wrote this down. You know, some things that cause you know cause us to want to give up. One is when we get offended. I don't know if it's the way in every church, but, but you know, we, I like our culture here. It's, it's a great place for me to pastor. You guys are very kind and loving and patient with me. But in spite of that, you know, I mean, again, we, we all have our stuff. And so sometimes people get their feelings hurt. And it, it seems to me like the number one reason why when people, it, some people leave because God's directed them. Hey, look, I'm, I'm, uh, the, the, I need you here. And so that happens. I mean, right? And so, but there's other people, they leave because they get their feelings hurt. They get offended. And I'm not belittling that or making light of it, but, but that's a wrong reason to, to leave, to give up, is because of offense. Another reason is impatience. Another reason is disappointment or hardship, just going through a hard time. So we're going to talk about persevering, not quitting today, choosing to not give up, choosing to not quit, choosing to persevere. We're talking about why that matters. And so in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3, Paul said this, he said, endure suffering. Everybody say, endure suffering. I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to endure it. I want to leave it. Right? Anybody besides me? You guys are like way more spiritual. You know, got their hands up. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, you want to endure suffering too. I can see that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, none of us like it. I don't like hardship. I don't, you know, I, it's just, but, he, but he's, he's telling this young minister, he says, endure suffering along with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Soldiers don't get tied up in the affairs of civilian life, for then they cannot please the officer who enlisted them. Well, who's that for us? Jesus. 
And athletes cannot win the prize unless they follow the rules. And hardworking farmers should be the first to enjoy the fruit of their labor. Think about what I'm saying. The Lord will help you understand all these things. And always remember that Jesus Christ, a descendant of King David, was raised from the dead. This is the good news I preach. The good news he preaches is that Jesus was raised from the dead. So it's good news. So if it's good news and everybody responds well, they're excited, they're thrilled. No, he was in prison because of it. He said, this is the good news I preach. And he said, um, this good news I preach. And because I preach this good news, I'm suffering. Everybody say suffering. And have been chained like a criminal, but the word of God cannot be chained. So I am willing to endure anything. Say endure anything. He said, I'm willing to endure anything if it will bring salvation and eternal glory in Christ Jesus to those God has chosen. So, in other words, he talks about this. He said, first of all, Timothy, I want you to know that if you're going to follow Jesus, that there's suffering that comes along with it. And he said, you have to endure hardship like I do. You have to endure it. You have to be willing to endure it. And he said, matter of fact, even doing the will of God and sharing good news with people, I'm put in prison over it. But I made a decision. He said, I will tell you this much. He said, I'll endure anything because of the lives around me that it impacts. Now, a lot of times we talk about perseverance in the Christian world. We think about, the, we think about, you know, that, you know, suffering for our faith, that like in other parts of the world, you know, that you can be arrested for being a Christian, you can lose your life. And so a lot of times we think about that, and that's not necessarily the, the suffering that we experience in the, in, in the U.S. as Americans, uh, you know, for, for our faith. The things that we experience typically are personal and relational. They're, they're things when we have to endure you know, other things and relationships that we have, or we have to endure stuff that takes place in church or at our job or, you know, uh, with our family, you know, in our neighborhood, that in order to live the way that Jesus has called us to live, that we have to be willing to endure those things. And he said, one of the reasons why we have to endure it is because it impacts people around us. Paul made this decision. Let's look at this again. He made this decision. He said, I'm willing to endure anything if it will bring salvation and eternal glory in Christ Jesus to those God has chosen. I think we lose sight of the fact that when we get our feelings hurt and we walk away, we get disappointed, we get discouraged or whatever, and we just kind of quit. We kind of quit in the relationships that God has called us to. We, we've quit in the areas that he's called us to minister or to serve in church. We, we quit in the things that he's given us to do in our life. We just quit because it's hard. We're hurt. We're wounded. We just quit. But I think we lose sight of the fact that that, that when we do that, that it's not just impacting us, that, that there's a place that he's called us to be. There's things that he's called us to do. And those people's lives are impacted by our absence. Some of you have been hurt by the absence of certain people in your life. By the absence of this individual or that individual. That they walked away. Maybe they were hurt, maybe they were disappointed, but their absence has impacted you. Well, when that's a reality, we understand that, well, maybe if that's true for how it's impacted me, that maybe my absence has impacted others. That we endure, we persevere, we choose not to give up. Not because what they did was okay. Not because what they did wasn't wrong. It was wrong and it hurt me and it disappoints me and they should have done better. And I'm truly hurt. But we choose not to give up because my decision has an impact not just on me, but those that God has placed in my life. And so 
Number one is this, we were taking notes, is my choosing to persevere impacts those around me. My choosing to persevere impacts those around me. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 10. It's a few books over here in 2 Timothy, then it's Titus, Philemon, Hebrews. And Hebrews is a book that was written primarily at that time speaking to Jewish people that were being persecuted to go back to, to the law, to, to, to not receive Jesus, to walk away from him. And so they're, they're dealing with all of this persecution. So in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 32, it says this. Think back on those early days when you first learned about Christ. Remember how you remained faithful, even though it meant terrible suffering? Sometimes you were exposed to public ridicule and were beaten. And sometimes you helped others who were suffering the same things. You suffered along with those who were thrown into jail. And when all you owned was taken from you, you accepted it with joy. You knew there were better things waiting for you that will last forever. So do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Let me say that again. Do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings you. Patient endurance. Everybody say patient endurance. Patient endurance, patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. And again, you know, I know that in here that some of you, you're in a good place. But, but those of you, there's things in your life that you're on the verge of giving up quitting that some of you may have for this season walked away from some things just because of the pain the disappointment not wanting to be vulnerable again or exposed again or any of those things but yet what the Lord said is he didn't say what you need to do now is just give up what you need to do now is just walk away he said no what you need now is patient endurance can I be real honest with you I don't like either one of those words I I, I don't want to have to be patient how many of you don't like the word patience I'm even experiencing patience now because some of you didn't even raise your hand. And so, and I know that you, you know, that if I go 15 minutes too long, you're going to be upset. And you got your hand down there like, well, I could be patient all day long. We'll see. We'll see. Ushers, uh, see who didn't raise their hand and make sure they don't leave early. You know, I mean, you're like, this church is crazy. You ain't seen anything. So here, but Patient endurance, man, is what, what you need now in this moment to patiently persevere, to patiently endure. And that's not based on anything that we feel. It's a decision that we make. It's a choice that we make. This is really hard. I'm really hurt. I'm so disappointed in, what, in what's happened and, and the fact that this hasn't happened like I thought it would. Or they didn't do like the, what they should have. Or, or I don't understand what's going on. And what am I supposed to do, Lord? And he goes, patiently endure. Patiently persevere. Not just persevere, not just endure, but be patient. Oh. <laughs> patiently endure. And he said, what you need now, patient endurance is what you need now, so that you will continue to do God's will. He said, then, everybody say then. Then, then when? Then after I've patiently endured, and not just endured, but continued to do God's will. When I feel like I'm not appreciated, when I feel like I'm not valued, when I feel like I've been mistreated or misused. When, when I feel like, you know, and, and again, I'm not just talking about ministry. I'm talking about relationships. I'm talking about, you know, things in our life, you know, that we can endure. You know, I've, I've shared with you before, you know, that, that with Tina and I, man, I mean, we were just, you know, we got married. 
And, uh, you know, we got married. We, we started dating, and like six months later, we were married. And they said, that's pretty quick. Yeah, it was. You say, why is it? Because I was really attracted to her, and I didn't want her to not want to marry me. And so I'm like, <laughs> she's got like a line of people waiting, and there's nobody calling my number. And so, <laughs> so I'm like, I got to marry her quick before she comes to her senses. <laughs> And so, it's true. So, so, um, so in that, thank you. So in that, you know, I, I just remember we got married and then, man, I, I mean, it, it didn't take us long. It, you know, we, we, we started fighting pretty quick. Some people, you know, they do a training period for a year or two. We got right into it. And so, you know, she's from California. It's like another country. You know, I'm, I'm an Okie, America, you know, so I mean, it's. You know, so it's just, it's, it's that thing, you know, and I, and I remember just those hard places of just enduring it, and, and I get frustrated with her, and, and she never got frustrated with me, but, you know, I get frustrated, you know, she got frustrated with me a lot, and I remember there were times, man, I would not just be mad at her, I'd get mad at God, she'd be mad at him, like, you know, I see about what my life would be like if she wasn't in it, I, I wouldn't plan on, like, taking her out, I wouldn't like that, but I mean... Just, you know, um, and God kept dealing with us. And, man, I, I did some really stupid things. Just really stupid things. We forgave each other. We endured. We, we have a marriage now that I would have never thought we had. I, I know some of you today, you got married, Disney characters start showing up at breakfast and stuff like that. That wasn't us. But, but we persevere. First of all, because my choice to persevere, Paul said this. He said, I'll continue to endure forever if it means that people are going to come to Jesus. How, am I, how long am I going to do this? As long as people keep getting pa- impacted. And, and then the second thing is my choosing to persevere allows me to experience the things that God has for me. It allows me, in other words, if I'm not willing to endure or persevere, then I won't experience those things. I know when we first got in ministry years ago, we, it was like a 40% cut in pay. And, and the place I was at, they were doing the best they could do. They were, they were, they were fair. They were good to me. I'm still indebted uh, to Pastor Swan. He's one of my best friends. Nobody's been better to me outside of my parents than him. And so, but in that time, you know, just Tina's trying to build a clientele, you know, we're going to have a baby and, and all that kind of stuff. And you know, that, was, that was David, you know. And, and when he came into the world, life just got harder and it's been harder ever since. But the thing about it is, <laughs> I'm messing with you. I love you too. Anyway, so, but I just, you know, it was one of those things that, that you know, wanted to, I wanted, you know, you, times we wanted to give up. There were, you know, I've shared with you before, we hawked everything we had that was of value. And the, the hardest day, the hardest day is we didn't, didn't have enough stuff to hawk to pay for our electric bill, and so we had to take, I had to ask my wife to take her wedding ring off and hand it to the guy in the pawn shop. But when you patiently endure, on the other side of that, there are things you get to experience. I'm like living my dream now. I'm, I'm in the place I grew up. I go to church with people I love that are patient with me. I'm so blessed. I'm so fortunate. I'm so grateful to each one of you. But sometimes, sometimes we quit. Thank you. Sometimes we quit, and when we quit, it says, 
When will you receive all that he's promised? When you patiently endure and you continue to do his will, even though you don't feel like it, even though it doesn't seem like it's making any difference, even though it seems like it makes life harder. Then, then on, on the other side of then, you experience all that he's promised. My choosing to persevere allows me to experience the things that God has for me. I choose, when I make that decision, I feel like giving, I feel like but I make that decision not to. Let's look at number three. We'll close with this. Go, you're in Hebrews. The next book over is James, James chapter one. Now, James was not one of the original apostles. He was the half-brother of Jesus. And so he was not originally a believer. And before you get too difficult on him, imagine if your brother came and said, hey, I've got good news. I'm the son of God. I mean, would you receive that? <laughs> you say, well, how did he become a believer? He, Jesus was risen from the dead and he saw him and he goes, I guess you are that guy then. And so then he writes this, so clearly he knew some things. James was so influential that even Josephus, who was not a Christian but a Jewish historian, wrote about him. He called him James the Just. His impact during his time was so great. So he writes this letter, and he starts out in James chapter 1, verse 1. He said, this letter is from James, a slave of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm writing to the 12 tribes, Jewish believers scattered abroad. Greetings, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way. So you get ready to tell us what to do when troubles come our way. And, I, and again, I know some of you are dealing with issues today. Some of you got stuff in your life going on right now, challenges. Well, what, he's going to tell you what you're supposed to do. I wonder when troubles of any kind come your way, just complain about it a lot. Yell at your kids and your spouse. You know, I mean, just, no, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. I instinctively do this. No, no, man, I don't instinctively do it, because just like you, it frustrates me. I get irritated with stuff, with situations, with people, sometimes with me. But it's a decision I can make that, dear brothers, says, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy, for when you know that when your faith is tested. Anybody in a season where your faith is being tested right now, I'm going to raise my hand. Yeah, some of you raised your hand because you took that serious about not being let out or whatever. Anyway, so yeah. Yeah, let's see your hand again. How many of you are being, your faith is being tested in some area of your life right now? So he says, well, there's something that we know as a result of that. He said, when you're, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. You have a chance to persevere. And when you persevere, when you make that decision to not give up, to endure so that your faith is being tested, you have a chance to grow. And it says, when you grow, let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect. Now, that word perfect does not mean without flaw. It means mature. You will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. In other words, he said, when your faith is being tested and you choose to count it all joy because you know that you're growing in the middle of this, that you're maturing. And this is what I've discovered, that when these things hit, these hardships hit in my life, that at first they feel so much bigger than me, right? I mean, I just, I just feel so small in comparison. But, and there have been times where, where I've quit, I've given up, man, I've missed. But there's been other times where I've endured, and when I have, then I notice this thing that in time God grows me where it's no longer bigger than me, but I'm bigger than it. And so we endure, we persevere, we count it all joy because there's a maturity that takes place. One of the reasons why some people never mature, because the minute it gets hard, they leave. 
The minute that it's tough, the minute they feel not valued or not appreciated, they go. The minute somebody lets them down or disappoints them, they're out of here. The minute they feel like people didn't come through with what they were supposed to or don't understand their situation, they quit. And they stunt their growth spiritually and emotionally in every way you can think of. You won't mature if you always leave the hard places. Again, I've said the question we ask, and I've done this, is that how long? That's the question we want to know. And, and the real question we should ask is, God, what are you trying to do in me in this season? I, Tina and I, we moved, you know, we're, I'm from here, but we moved uh, to Clovis, New Mexico in, in 1989. They hired me. I was so grateful. And it was just, it was, it was a season of our life where I really, I really wanted to be a youth pastor. I th- for whatever reason, the number of three or 400 kids was like, that's when you've really ministered to a lot of kids. And so the way that I thought that would happen is, is that I would do a good job where I'm at. You know, we started out, there were 30 the first week, and the next week we were so impressive they had 20. And so <laughs> I, was, I was going the wrong direction. But, um, but I thought, well, somebody will come along and say, hey, you're doing a really good job. We're going to hire you at this really big church and that kind of thing. And so I thought that's the way it would happen. Well, I was real easy to overlook because that never happened. Nobody ever came along and said, hey, we got a job for you. People said, how'd you stay so long? They're the only ones that wanted me. And so... But I remember that as time went on, you know, just God was good to us there. And uh, we were just, you know, uh, the pastor was, was leading us and, and directing us. And, and we were just, you know, we were just endeavoring just to reach our community. So many things that we do here and were as a, because of that there. Well, eventually it grew. And that dream that I had, I began to realize an experience in Clovis. He didn't take me someplace else. He did it there in me. I kept thinking it's got to be someplace else. No, no, he did it there. Now, the wall thing about it is when we got there, guess what? It became the hardest season in my life as a youth minister. Not because of the place I was at. They were still great to me, but because other people in the community, there would never been a time that a church was reaching that many students. And so it was threatening to some churches. You know, they meant well, but in their insecurity, Christians sometimes, they have a hard time celebrating. And so... There were even some that were saying things about us from their, from their platform and their pulpit. And I'll be real transparent with you. I was way too sensitive. I, I really was. I mean, it bothered me way more than it should have. It, it did. And so, I mean, I was just so discouraged. I was like, man, this place, I used to love this place. I used to love being here, and I don't like it anymore. And, just, and God wasn't going to let me leave as long as I had that attitude. He wasn't going to let me carry it to the next place. And I remember one night I was, I was in the, the, the building, the youth building, and I was, there was, it was not a church night. I was there by myself, just really fighting some discouragement, just kind of praying. And in walks this staff guy from one of the churches that had been critical of us. And I thought, I guess we're going to fight, you know. <laughs> so, so he comes in, and I'm sizing him up like, how big an old boy is he? Anyway, so, we, so he came in, and he, he looked at me, he goes, <laughs> he goes, you're kind of in a hard place right now, aren't you? And I said, yeah. And I wanted to say, and because of you guys, you're one of the reasons. But before I could say that, he goes, and I know we're one of the people that are creating it for you. And he said, they're just dealing with their own things. Their own, I mean, he was very kind. They're dealing with their own things, their own insecurities. But he said, I, I want you to know, he said, I, I want to encourage you, what you guys are doing here, that God's using you. No, no it's not perfect. You're not perfect, it's not perfect, not, you know, but he's using you. And don't, don't let the criticism 
and, you know, the, the people, the Christians coming at you, don't let it discourage you. You, you just keep following what God's called you to do. Now, I will tell you that there were two things that took place in that. Number one is, is that instead of being so sensitive to the criticism, I just disqualified all of it. That God wanted to get me to a place that I couldn't disqualify it, that I would have to listen and go, you know what, they're right. I, I do need to do this better. Hey, they're right. This does matter. Because sometimes we say, well, just endure. We're like, well, I'm not going to listen to what they got to say. Maybe they have something good to say. But, but the other thing is, is that he was preparing me. That had I not been willing to endure that, we, we wouldn't get to experience this. That, that, you know, back then, if I'm like, it's just too hard. And I, I thought about that several times. I came in one night and some dude's talking to my wife on the phone, chewing her out. And I was younger then and, you know, and I mean, I'm like, I, I'm raising a place where another man chews your wife out. So we talked. I suggested that we get to a place where we could communicate more clearly. My wife was there and she discouraged me and I was more afraid of her than I was of him. In those moments, God would just, he would just send somebody like that guy along that came in that facility that night from this church that was criticizing us. And God just used him to encourage me. I have no idea where he is today. He has no idea from an eternal standpoint and perspective how that small conversation impacted me. My choosing to persevere grows me. I don't grow without it. I, I, don't, I don't get to get where I want to be without fighting through some things, without walking through disappointment, without having to, have to be willing to, be, to risk being disappointed again or taken advantage of again or not being valued again or all of those things that, that I get to experience what God has for me as I persevere. As I endure, James, count it all joy, knowing this, that when your faith is tried, that you become mature and complete. I'll, Lord, I just want to, I just want to grow. Okay. Then endure. Don't give up. Oh, I failed. Receive the forgiveness of God. Let the grace of God restore you. They failed. Extend the mercy of God and let his mercy make you free from whatever wounds they've created. Let, let me close with this verse right here. Hebrews 12.1 says this. It said that, therefore, since we're so surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. The race that God's put before us requires us to persevere, requires us to endure. Well, how do we do that? He said this. He said, he said um, that we, the way we do that is we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. That every time that I'm willing to give up or I think about quitting is because I've taken my eyes off him and I've put my eyes on something else. On how I should be treated, what should have been done, how this thing should have taken place, how I'm not appreciated, how, you know, how I got corrected, how all those things take place. And then the Holy Spirit will come and he'll nudge me and he'll go, 
Who are you doing this for? And he directs my focus back on Jesus, and guess what? I get a second wind. I get a second wind. Because the race that we're called to run, you don't get to run it without endurance and stuff. You don't get to run the race that you're called to run unless you're willing to persevere. The things in your life that you believe that God has given you that he's placed there, that if you're going to experience those things, there's going to be some things you've got to decide, like, I'm not quitting. My failure is one thing, and I receive the grace of God. My future is another, and I don't let fear limit me. I'll be like Paul. I'm willing to endure suffering from anyone if it means that others get to know Jesus. I think we have to put, suffering has to have perspective. It's not needless. It's not without cause. We tend to, I, well, I, I think we're alike. I, I, I don't want to suffer. I want to get away from it. And sometimes we don't get to experience what God wants us to do. Our thir- first thought is always run. It's, sometimes it's turn around and face the storm and lean into it. And say, as long as this brings about, you know, the, the impact, the people's lives are impacted for Jesus, the people are getting saved. That yes, I'll endure this. That, you know, that in it is, as long as we're doing those things, and, and because there's things that God has for me that I don't, get to, I don't get to go around this. I don't get to avoid it. I have to go through it to get there. And then God... He's having me go through this because unless I grow, I can't do that. He can't trust me with it. Our willingness to suffer is one of those things where we're proving we can be trusted with other stuff. And so number three is this, is that my choosing to persevere grows me. I want you to, just want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. And again, if you're in that place where your faith is being tested right now, that I, I just want you to make a commitment. I'm not quitting. I'm not giving up. Maybe for you, it's I'm getting back in the race. I've been on the sideline too long. I'm getting back in. Too many other lives depend on it. This isn't just about me. There are people that are impacted by my absence. What God's gifted me, others need. Let's just spend a moment with God.